What's going on, people, to the Dogs Basketball Podcast? Here we are, one day later off of the Little Rock recap. Here we are to preview Austin P and a couple other stuff. Not a whole lot to cover today, but enough to have another nice pod. I'm your host, Nick Malone, joined by Noah Lurch, as always. Noah, here we are back again the next day. We like this with basketball, don't we, where it's just constant day by day. We thought about doing Austin P's. Uh, uh, preview with the recap last night, but we thought we'd keep it separate. What's going on? Yeah, we're back here in studio. Uh, good to hear that music again. Hopefully, we hear it a lot this basketball season. And yeah, we we're back here. It's constant. Um, it's gonna be interesting. See how see how we do next week with uh, basically what four games in almost four days. So that's gonna be interesting to see how we handle that. But yeah, it's good to keep going and getting back in the studio. Without a doubt, and I wanted to say, because we listened to the pod from last night, it looked like the volume was down as we were recording. It wasn't too loud, so we apologize to if anybody thought that it was too low, because I thought that even listening to it. So hopefully this one will be a little louder. Uh, Noah, as we remember, as soon as we uh, ended that last pod uh, last night, we were curious as to when Cade Hornecker was going to sign his deal and when it was going to announce at the very end, we said that Todd had made something about it. It was shortly after we were done, about 30 minutes or so after we were done, that the, the main account tweeted about it, had that video that they've had for other people before. I remember they had it for cash, and they've had it for a lot of people. Uh, and it is official. No, he had a, looks like some cool little uh, thing with his family. Again, he had balloons. He had pictures. Looks like maybe little cookies on a tray that have SIU on them. Uh, <clears throat> him and his family are wearing the apparel. He's got a flag on there. He was ready to go. He said, signed, sealed, and delivered. Hashtag go dogs. Uh, Noah, this is, uh, of course, again, great to see. Took a little while yesterday, as we said, but uh, cool that he's, it's just overall awesome that he's all in and he's ready to go. Yeah, he must uh, listen to our pod because uh, I remember when he committed, he used hashtag go dogs with D-O-G-S, so he must have heard me say something about that. But good thing he got it right. And, yeah, he's all in. Can't wait. Um, too bad we got to wait till next year to get him here and uh, in this system. You're right. I think he probably saw it on something or just had an idea that's the correct way to spell it. Because even when your hashtag just go regular, go regular dogs, it just looks weird. I think he can get the just, and I'm sure he sees our accounts and sees how it's spelled. I don't know. He figured it out, and that's all that matters. Yes, he put pen to paper, and yeah, as we said, we'll follow his senior season. You're right. It is unfortunate we got to wait another year because he will make an impact once he's here next year. So, Kate, again, glad to have you. We're excited for you. Uh, so now, Noah, uh, jumping into the one thing we wanted to <clears throat> talk about that we didn't yesterday that we talked about was this home field, home field gear, or what is this? It's a uh, home field. It's some, like, old-school licensed college apparel account that uh, posted about Southern Illinois yesterday. And there was a lot of cool stuff. We just retweeted. I thought we'd get it out there because... We're interested in a lot of stuff they got here. Some cool stuff. Yeah, I ended up uh, putting in my uh, I put it in my card. I have not ordered it yet, but two nice shirts. Really couldn't decide because they had a lot of cool throwback gear of SIU, but uh, definitely want them two championships championship shirts for sure. Yeah, the '83 football title and then the '67 NIT uh, basketball title definitely be cool to wear around. There's a lot of options and. Sure, everybody obviously is a fan of a lot of college teams, so there's a ton of teams. 
and they don't have like the fighting Illini, which is interesting, but they have a lot of options. Everybody go check that out. Uh, it's really cool. And then Noah, we understand that Bryant had his press conference today, obviously. We didn't think he was going to. We didn't think it was going to be like a Nick Hill thing where even though Nick has a week between each of his games, that obviously every Monday it's going to happen. We didn't think Brian was going to do it after every game, and we might have a feeling that's probably going to be the case, though. And it makes sense. There's only uh, two people asking questions, it seems like, every time, uh, two or three people. So it's not as big as Nick's, and Nick's, Nick gives longer answers than Brian does. Uh, but no, it was good to hear him recap last night's game. We heard him on the post game as well. And things that stuck out that he mentioned was uh, defensive rebounding and how he wanted to be elite this season at that. He says you have to be. That was of emphasis uh, and will be all season. That's what I mentioned. He got onto JD uh, the other night big time because uh, he was allowing some offensive rebounds. And we ended up out-rebounding them as a team, so he was proud of that. And then he got into that topic there. Um, let's see here. What else did he discuss? He mentioned Trent, and we'll get to Trent. He had an interview with Mike uh, talking about how he was going to practice today, see how he was, or see how he feels. Uh, and I don't think the interview really tells us how he feels at this moment. Uh, but hopefully he was able to practice, and maybe we'll see him tomorrow, Noah. But it stinks that it seemed like, you know, at, at, at first his back was fine, and then it tweaked the other night, like we said. So hopefully we can get him back. Yeah, he, he would have definitely been helpful the other night, and he's a key part of this team, especially um, being able to shoot the ball the way he does. But defensively, the improvement since he's got here, as a freshman, he's really bought into that side of the ball. And, yeah, he, he would be helpful, but I think we should be able to get by without him. Uh, we're going to expect him not to play tomorrow night. So uh, we got guys that should be able to just like the rotation the other night, so we expect to get by without him. Gives him another week till we play Colorado. Um, um, I know we listened to the interview with Mike. I'm sure we'll get into it, but he said it's an everyday thing. Some days you wake up fine, some days you don't. So um, sends like a really touchy situation here. So he could wake up in the morning, be fine, and want to play. But uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that would be a good thing. Yeah, we definitely don't want to force it. He will be an important piece this year. Especially at the beginning of the season, this non-conference, even though Colorado would be ideal to have everybody you possibly can. Uh, so let's just segue into that interview while we're talking about Trent. He also was asked from Mike right away of how uh, much of an impact he would have made in regards to you know not turning the ball over, and Trent definitely thinks that he could. Could have for sure, and you're right on the injury. He said that in about early October, late September, he was working out and just kind of felt something small in his back, and he was telling Riley Holstead about it. Uh, and then it just gradually, I think he said like that previous Sunday, it just got to him again, and that's that's when it started. So it's been about a month that he's been dealing with it. So it's unfortunate for sure. And we know when the job that we have, or just in general, backs are definitely something you don't want to mess with because they can just go on and on forever. So definitely uh, unfortunate, you know, like, yeah, you're right. He, you could wake up with it, blah, blah, blah. But he said that, uh, like Brian said, he'll practice today, see how it is. And he wouldn't rule out, uh, I guess, tomorrow, to, yeah, tomorrow night or uh, the Colorado game in that tournament. So we'll see how it all plays out with him. Uh, forgot what else he mentioned, or obviously his leadership that we even talked about the other night, that he was doing it while he wasn't playing. And he says you can be more impactful, obviously, when you're on the court, let alone just screaming from the bench. And he thinks he will definitely make a impact in that regard when he gets back in that leadership, as we said that who you know who's it going to be, and it seems like Trent will be the one. 
to do that. So it's good to hear from Trent. Hopefully he plays really soon. There were some quotes here in this presser that he talked about, some exact quotes about like um, breaking the full court press because we mentioned how we struggle with it. And he was asked that about the potential of Austin P doing that, teams moving forward. <clears throat> He'd say, quote, having poise, being aggressive, and taking care of the ball while meeting our passes, not being rushed. Our guys have to play more downhill against the press and not east-west. Some of our turnovers were for whatever reason. We weren't focused on the possession and taking care of the turnovers against really strong traps. And he mentioned on rebounds, quote, it's something we're slowly getting better at. We are nowhere near where we need to be in terms of rebounds on both sides of the ball, but in terms of exhibition, scrimmage, and Tuesday night, we are improving in that area. It's got to be a staple for us. We have to be an elite defensive rebounding team. Uh, so, yeah, overall, no, definitely. Those are the, and we talked about it. Obviously, it's got to be the case in general, rebounding. And now having a full, hopefully they're, they're working on uh, seeing the full court press because I'm sure we'll see it tomorrow. Yeah, I'm sure that uh, teams have taken notice after one game and see what see what causes us to give the team 23 extra possessions and uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll see it tomorrow night. But I'm sure we'll be more prepared for it and be able to. Uh, Lance Jones won't be able to turn the ball over, and uh, Dalton Banks will be able to help him out there too. Out right there, so our guards will be more take care of the ball and with play with more poise and. Uh, Hopefully, if we get in some kind of couple of those situations, we actually show some leadership out of one of our players and steps up, and we will be fine. I definitely agree with that. He also said we can't beat ourselves and find the best adjustment for our guys and what we can do on the road. Because he talked about Ben barely practicing the last three weeks and all that stuff that happened in Tuesday's game. But we are past Tuesday's game now. Looking forward, we'll get to Austin P here in a second. Uh, no, let's get into – there's some games tonight around the Valley, and let's talk about the other ones happening tomorrow as well. Yeah, there's only two games to watch tonight. Um, you get IUPUI on the road at Evansville. Um, that is a uh, – gives Evansville a good chance to bounce back after their loss the other night at Cincinnati. Um, so that's an opportunity. Evansville is an 11-point favorite at home. Then – Northern Iowa gets gets no help. They get another good test, a really good team out of Vermont who has won or had a share of the America East uh, Conference title for the last five years. And they've had uh, producing good players like Anthony Lamb a couple years ago, had a stint with the Houston Rockets. And, uh, yeah, that doesn't help them out at all. So uh, they got a good test tonight. Hopefully they can bounce back and win that one. I agree, yeah. Who did Vermont beat the other night? Uh, they have not played a game yet. They haven't. I thought they played the other night. Yeah, you're right. That is the first game. That is a nice test. You're right. On how they've been recently. Yeah, seven-point favorites for you and I at home. <clears throat> the 5 o'clock game, and then the Evansville IUPUI is at 6. Evansville, yeah, 11-point favorite. Then Friday here, Noah's definitely a big game here at 7.30 on the Big Ten Network, but Illinois State at Eastern Michigan. Uh, I wonder how – well, we have a status on Illinois State, right? Did we see a player there? Uh, yeah, I believe uh, Iman Washington will be out tomorrow night. I believe Dan Mueller said today. Yeah, he will be qu- – or he's questionable at Eastern Michigan. Something about Eastern Michigan. They played the other night, and they only lost to Indiana at – or in Bloomington by only six. So that will be a tough test for Illinois State for sure, especially if he doesn't play. If Washington doesn't play, you have our game. And then Noah, Indiana State off of Josh Sturt's first career – Win has to go into Purdue against Matt Painter, 7-3 on Big Ten. That's a big deal. 
Yeah, that's a big one. That's a great in-state opportunity for the Sycamores, and uh, I'm sure they'll be ready for it. I'd like to see what the pace of Josh Hurts' team and against a team like that that's interesting to watch. I am definitely will be tuned into that one. Without a doubt. Now here's Saturday to end out this before the weekend hits the other schools. Valparaiso hosts UIC. We were, we've were we been familiar with players from UIC recently, players that we played in high school. Not sure how they look now, but they're only the Jalen Johnson from Johnny Logan's still up there. Okay. Uh, like we said, Valpo, I wonder, I mean, Cricky was in a boot. Not sure. I doubt he plays. I don't think we've seen an update or anything, but uh, definitely they'll be looking to get off the schneid, the bad schneid. Yeah, they didn't, too, they didn't. Against a decent Toledo team, they didn't look too bad the other night. But, uh, yeah, they'd love to have one of those guys back. Both him or Connor Barrett back. For sure. And we <clears throat> mentioned Kithier and how good he was. He'll have to continue to be good, especially if Cricky doesn't play. And Edwards, who's arguably their second-best player. And then Loyola hosts Florida Gulf Coast. Now, we remember, obviously, almost a decade ago, the run they had in the tournament. They're 1-0 so far this year, and their coach is at USC. So, but they're still a decent program, aren't they? Yeah, they're a really good program uh, down in the Atlantic Sun. So uh, um, they came off a win over a D2 school, I'm pretty sure, this already this year. Yeah, but they've been a really solid program. I know they compete um, in the conference championship almost every year down there. So, uh, yeah, that's a good test for Loyola, but I'm sure Loyola will handle them. Yeah, I'd say so too. Uh, and then, Noah, we're familiar with Howard. They had some players recently. They're an HBCU uh, and they didn't take advantage of any of that last year because <clears throat> it was uh, McCurr Maker was there and then uh, Nogel Eastern from Purdue we saw played in high school. They were there. They didn't get anything going in the uh, in the COVID year last year, but they're 2-0 this year. They've already played two games apparently. Yeah, they've played they, two. They go to Bradley. Yeah, they've played two divisions, two schools, and blown both of them out. So uh, they get a good test. They get Bradley. Then next Tuesday they go out of Villanova. So, yeah, that – then they get uh, they get Austin P at home coming up. That's true. So nice little stretch for them. Yeah, at Bradley, Bradley's favored in this game. We don't know any of like for ours tomorrow. We don't know the spread or anything yet. That's always just the day of thing because, like we said, we know tonight's uh, betting stuff with that. So yeah, that'll be a decent test for Bradley. And then here, Noah sneak peek for next year in the Valley. Evansville gets a nice one at Belmont. Yeah, that's no a, one's coming off a loss. That's a nice trip down to Nashville for the Aces. Hopefully they, they're coming off a win um, tonight to go down there. And, uh, yeah, Belmont lost to a really good Ohio team. Um, I know their best player at Ohio, uh, at, at Ohio, uh, Jason Preston, went to the draft. But they got some nice key pieces off that tournament team last year. So that's not a very bad loss. Uh, lost by 12 at Ohio. But, yeah, they got some good, good – Good games the rest of the schedule for Belmont. I think uh, Drake plays them too, so they got a couple matchups against Valley teams already this year. Yeah, I saw Belmont had a couple signed guys, some decent players, and they had a certain player on something. I said, and I think Fox, somebody on Fox, I literally just saw it had a top fifty players, and one of Belmont's players was in the the forty through fifty. So they got some players. They'll be good this year. Looking forward to the next year. And then Noah, the last game, Missouri State hosts. Coming off, a, like we said, a 99-point allowed loss to SEMO. They're hosting Alabama State, who's 0-2 so far this year. They play good teams, though. Yeah, Alabama State, State hosted, uh, coached by the uh, the great Cavalier, uh, Mo Williams, an all-star for the Cavs. And uh, he's taken over that program. And they got uh, Trace Young, who played at John A. down there. They went 
lost by five at Western Kentucky. Then they went the next night to Vanderbilt moment and got beat by like 18. So um, they played two good games so far. And now I believe, uh, like most most uh, HBCUs, I believe they travel a lot to get paid to make some money. So uh, they got Missouri State now. Then next Tuesday, next week they go trip to Iowa. They go at Iowa State, then in Iowa. Rightfully so, getting paid. Uh, for something like that, and maybe then they go at UCLA later this year and at Memphis in the same week. They don't care. It seems like it's we think about it like the comparison to football. We see teams that either want to have a really good bowl game or try to make the playoff. They're trying to schedule just as much as they can, non-con, and definitely that's a test. And good luck to them. Good luck to good luck to Mo Williams. So, you know, maybe Missouri State can get off the Schneid there, uh, seven o'clock on Saturday night. Uh, so there's all those games. We'll up. We'll uh, obviously uh, talk about them on our next pod. The battle at four and six this first week or this first game. So maybe uh, maybe hopefully it gets better from here on out. No, no. Let's tip. Let's uh, segue into our game against Austin P tomorrow. The Charles Helene Tip Off Classic, uh, seven o'clock game. We mentioned how well something quick as I'm on <clears throat> talking about it. The Charles Helene. If no one obviously if wondered who he is or what his name is. He was a longtime supporter of the program. He was known as Mr. Southern Illinois, was a 1957 SAU alum and donated the fourth largest gift in Saluki Athletics history. He passed in August of 2019, and uh, SAU's first home game against a Division One opponent each season is named in his honor. Uh, that'll be cool. It always, it's always cool. We've played some okay teams, I think, the last couple of years we've had this. Uh, the first 1,000 SIU students in attendance, again, get a Pack the Pound t-shirt. We saw those. The dog panda account posted. They're nice, so hopefully students go and do that. And we'll have a nice saxophonist performance on the national anthem. So, no, let's get into the Austin P. I was trying to think of their nickname. What's their nickname? The Governors. That's right. Yeah, the Governors. Uh, new coach this year, Nate James. Um, he spent uh, playing and co- part of his coaching tenure. Spent the last two, 22 seasons at Duke. Um, good assistant there. Um, he spent 22 regular Regular season tournament or national title teams on that team. 30 players in James' sphere of influence have earned all ACC honors during his time at Duke. And a lot of good players. Have, he's been around and great coaches. So he's a very good coach, and uh, he's um, looking to re- rebuild this team um, to find a good OVC. At OVC will get easier for him once uh, – actually, Austin Peay's leaving – Right. As I think about that, I'm about to say the OVC gets easier for him, but he's getting ready to leave. So, uh, yeah, he's going to be a good coach for them. And uh, I believe they're ranked – Ken Palm has them – they were picked uh, six out of ten teams in OVC this year in the media poll. Uh, Ken Palm has them ranked um, 310th out of 358 Division One teams, so not very good. But uh, Ken Palm actually has us winning 77-63 in this game. But uh, – yeah, he's a good coach and getting a little bit more of them. Um, their leading scorer from the other night, uh, we know him pretty well. He's from Clarksville. We tried recruiting him when Brian's first go around as Tariq Silver, um, a very good player who he spent time at Eastern Michigan, went to Tallahassee Community College, now he went to Oregon State. Played in the Sweet 16 last year, now he's at went back home to finish his career at Austin P. Yeah, we do definitely remember him. We wanted him pretty bad. He has he is a nice player. Obviously, he's shown that so far. We were surprised when he went to Oregon State because it was like, yeah, that's Pac-12. I mean, good for him. But at the time, we were we missed out on him for sure. But 
it'll be nice to see him. I'm sure, obviously, he he knows the teams that are in on him, so maybe he'll be playing with something extra. Who knows? But definitely a good player. Who else they got? Uh, yeah, their best player uh, returning from last year's team is 5'10 Venezuelan junior guard Carlos Paez. He averaged 8.9 points per game last year. Um, very good shooter from behind the arc. Um, he's their most uh, veteran player from last year's team to come back. Um, the most, I, I'd say, very impressive freshman, um, 6'10 center Elijah Hutchins Everett. He's a three-star recruit from Orange New, Gen- Orange, New Jersey that had offers from Penn State, Miami, and DePaul 24-7 and is ranked as the 33rd center in this year's freshman class. Wow. So uh, our bigs got another good test. We know they had a really good test the other night. So uh, he had uh, 17, 17 points and 6 of 13 shooting and 8 rebounds the other night. He even had two three-pointers in that year, so he can even sometimes stretch that range of his. And another guy is a transfer, Cameron Copeland. Um, so they had really good spread scoring the other night. Um, I believe they beat uh, Tennessee Southern or whatever they called it. Um, 86-79, squeezed by, but they have spread scoring. The other nine from Tariq Silver, 20. Cameron Copeland, 18. Uh, Hutchin, Everett, Everett Hutchins had 17. Paez had 12. And uh, Caleb uh, Carewell Stone had 9. Definitely looking back to their lineup, they're, they're another long team. Uh, their whole starting lineup is uh, huge, I believe, so... Uh, another one of these long teams, and we'll play another one in Colorado whenever we do that. We looked at their squad earlier. They're the same thing. So definitely we'll be playing some more and more big teams. So definitely we talked about how uh, some of our guards can guard bigs that we've seen last year and on Tuesday night. So it'll be another test for sure, uh, especially in rebounding. And Brian obviously made that up emphasis. Yeah. Um, besides Paez, who's 5'10", Silver's 6'5", Copeland's 6'7", um, Caleb Stone Carwell 6'7", and Elijah Hutchins Everett 6'11". So a lot of size, a lot of length, a lot of athletic ability. So uh, it's going to be, I mean, we should be able to handle them, but it's a good test. Uh, If they get out and press us like that, that could cause us problems maybe. Um, We'll see what happens. The other night they uh, ended up 9 of 23 for 39% from three. So uh, they can shoot the ball a little bit. only went 73% from the line, so if they if it ends up in a free throw game, we could be okay there maybe. Um, 32 points in the paint the other night, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, 18 points off turnovers, so they shot 50% from the field. I know they played a D2 team, so uh, we'll see what happens. They don't play very many guys deep, it looks like, looking at the box score from last week. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, especially if you mention the press, and definitely if they're good off turnovers, they could probably run the floor really well. So be another test in that regard athletically, without a doubt. Uh, some stats here real fast. We are uh, 2-0 and in home openers under Brian. Uh, we're trying to win three straight home openers for the first time since winning 12 straight from 98-99 season to the 0-9-10 season. Some of the best years ever here. And we're 10-6 and all-time against Austin P. And seven one, seven we, uh, one against them at the home. Obviously Tuesday night. Uh, Only two. two uh, ourselves the third turn. Oh well, it was a video. I don't think that was online. Uh, so yeah, that's our record against them. Uh, only three of the sixteen meetings between us have occurred since nineteen ninety five. 
So, again, it'll be definitely a game that we know we should win, especially being at home. We mentioned how we assume it's going to be a good crowd. We'll get to that here in a second. Uh, so, uh, Brian did talk about Austin P this morning. He said they're a very good team. They have a lot of transfers. They have an old team. Their first year with Coach Nate James, they have a point guard who's been there a couple years. He's got a two-to-one assist ratio. He controls the tempo. They have a freshman, a big kid, who's up there. Could be the freshman of the year in the league. They also have really good wings in terms of Copeland, as you said, in terms of Silver, who transferred from Oregon State. And went to Sweet 16, yes, they have multiple weapons. Offensively, they play with great pace, share the ball. Defensively, they do a good job of helping each other and connecting. Uh, some more, obviously, we see it from Coach Hill every week in football, too. You always hype up or say good things about a team. You're not going to dog them, especially if you know the, they have a certain style of play. They could give you fits and have a film. We'll see. A little bit of fits tomorrow in regards to that athleticism, as we talked about. So, uh, no, like we said, we don't know a spread or anything yet. That always happens the day of. Uh, sure, we can have an idea, but we're not going to do that. So, we'll let's say we had dog or Lance was our dog of the game on Tuesday. What are our predictions this week? What you got? Yeah, this week uh, did not play very well the other night, and he's a gamer and he's going to fix his mistakes and uh, play a lot better this night. I think I'm going to go with Dalton Banks. I agree with that. Yeah, he ended up with 19 minutes, as we said, and uh, a lot of it near the end because, like, yeah, he sat on the bench first, and we didn't see him for a while. So he'll be looking to play, and we talked about maybe cash plays, so maybe Dalton can come off the bench, like we said, and maybe that's something that he needs. I like that. I have I have Kyler, so two of our key, you know, key players and key sophomores are COVID freshmen, as we would say, uh, having bounce back games. I can see Kyler playing with a chip this game, only having two points. Last week, and in that foul trouble, who come by, and I'm going to say he scores over 10 points. Uh, so those are our dogs. Hopefully we'll ride on one of those. Definitely some guys that need a bounce back. And then Noah, uh, obviously we mentioned the attendance. Uh, what are we thinking? We know that our place holds 9,000. We know it's not going to sell out. It would be great since it's the regular season opener. It'll be a lot of people, but what do you think? Yeah, I don't think it'll be a sellout or anything. Uh, yeah, I think... Uh... We had what they said exhibition was the biggest exhibition crowd in a long time. So uh, I think it'll be around, I'm going to say about 6,700 people. I think that's a good enough crowd for a first exhibition game um, to get back in the win column and start this home season and start a good long home winning streak. Yeah, I like that number. I was going to say around the 7,000 because if you think about it, if there's 2,000 extra seats – we think that the whole dog pound area, especially with the T-shirts and all, that'll they'll get a lot of uh, students there. That'll be filled. You know, the opposite five w- side wasn't filled in the exhibition. Maybe it will. So, and the other seats everywhere. I'll go. I like that number. That seems about right. I'll go around seven thousand. So we're both between about sixty-five hundred and seven thousand. Hopefully, both of us are right. Uh, I talked about how I went one and one on Tuesday's like betting predictions. You went zero and two. Like we said, we don't know. Uh, but I, we both say we're going to win. I wonder, how much do you think we'll win by? Yeah, I think it uh, It might be closer than what people think. Um, we'll see what happens. I think what I say, uh, um, Kim Palm had us winning 77-63. I think it might be a little closer than that. So if I were to put an estimate on it, I'd say 76-69 uh, 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 win. Eight points. Something yeah. like that. Something like that. I think it could be closer than that. Like we said, with their style of play, and hopefully our turnovers will die down a lot 
uh, we're thinking, especially feeding off the home crowd. Uh, yeah, I'll go with a, I'll go with a sixty-eight to uh, a lot of. I think there'll be a decent amount of defense in this game. So whatever, I might hit the under again, and whatever because of the athleticism and on both sides and preventing offense. I'll go with sixty-eight to fifty-six, a twelve-point win. Uh, it's not too bad for sure. So, like we said, definitely a game. We expect to win. We want to win. Uh, you know, especially to get right on track before this tournament. We have a week to prepare for that tournament, obviously, with the whole traveling for the team. And facing Colorado, there'll be a lot of, uh, like we said, Colorado had a game the other night, barely squeaked by. And I'm not sure who they have uh, coming up this weekend, but I'm sure they'll have the same prep for us. And it's definitely since the team like that that has. Tournament aspirations at that level in the Pac-12. Where was Colorado picked before we cover them in a week, if you recall? Uh, on the top of your head, probably in the middle of the I pack. I think fourth, I want to say. Third or fourth. Third or fourth, yeah. We know they lost, uh, oh boy, last year. Um, their guard, yeah. McKinney? No. Something like that. Uh, Starts with an M. Yeah, it's McSomething, but just thought I'd mention that because obviously they have a whole new team and like in a sense, I mentioned they were big. We'll get to them. Very detailed in that big time opponent. Uh, so we're focused on this game though first. Looking to get off the schnei, like we said, and get off the right foot. Uh, so when we, we will do a pod again uh, on Saturday. So the football game will be going on. We'll preview that as we always do on Monday. So we'll have the recap of Austin P on Saturday. So we cannot wait for it. Uh, Noah, final thoughts here. Yeah, it's a great opportunity to pack the arena to get a good bounce back game to show uh, the other night uh, that's not that's not who we are and uh, we showed spurts of who we are because uh, you show it showed in the first half when we went up 14 when we take care of the ball we were getting easy layups and easy shots whenever we wanted so that's the team of who we are so it's a good opportunity to come back and uh, prove some of those uh, I've seen a lot of comments and stuff that. They've given up on the team already, so they need. Well, that gives them a chance to change those people's minds, which makes no sense after one game. But yeah, it gives them a great opportunity to come out and see this team. If you haven't already, uh, I'm not sure if there's any deals going on tickets wise, but um, yeah, come out. It's worth the price of a mission. This team's going to be very good this year. Yeah, we wanted to say because we experienced it at the exhibition that everybody needs to bring a mask. They mandate masks. They will. They should have some for people that forget them, so they don't have to go back to their car. Or whatever, uh, we had to experience that. One of us. Yeah, did, so. I had to go back to my car when our buddy that was with us walked straight in without one, but I couldn't go in, so it made yeah. no sense. Yeah, it is, and they should have some ready there. So we thought for people that didn't go to the exhibition or going, and if you listen to this, wear a mask. I'm sure they have it. They might. I don't think they've actually like advertised that on any of their things. They should. So just to warn people with that, and something here we have, we're having eight straight home non-conference. Winning streak on the line dating back to two years ago. Uh, Brian is, uh, since he's been the coach, we were 9-1 and in non-conference home games. The only one we lost was against San Francisco. We remember when we were riding high that year. Uh, and they came in here and blow, blew our doors off. So we'll play them again this year. We'll preview them down the road. So a lot on the line, and you know it's good to be home. Cannot wait for that. So for Nick Malone, no alerts. we'll see you guys on Saturday. Hopefully we can get this dub. Go dogs.